This is Disney Forever. Welcome to our perpetual Disney movie investigation podcast. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie, who has amazing poll quotes like this. Hey, who's driving this flying umbrella? <laughs> An important question. Today's feature presentation is Robin Hood from 1973. This is Disney's other attempt at making Robin Hood. We did the live action. We thought we should follow it up with the animated classic. I guess I could put that in quotes, because we'll talk about that. Um, you know... It's later, it's like 20 years later, and it's animated. This is the one where Robin Hood is a fox, so that's the easiest way to identify it, I think, don't you? I mean, yeah, he's a fox. They're all animals in this one. They are. So before we dive into all of the moments, and there's a lot of moments in this one, um, high-level thoughts, high-level thoughts on this one. What do you think, Katie? Um, well, I really like the animation. That's good. Uh, the pacing was both fast and slow at the same time, so it was like yeah. good, and then I fell asleep at the end, so... It was weird. Yeah. Um, I like that they had like a bunch of different kinds of animals, which was really great. Uh, and I also think that Robin Hood is foxy as a fox for some reason. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's more attractive um, as a fox than as a human man. I mean, I'm not saying that the Robin Hood in the 1952 version wasn't attractive because he was attractive. But for some reason, Robin Hood as a fox was like way more attractive, which is a weird thing to say because he's animated and an animal. Yeah, but so, I mean, I agree with you. I think I think I'm in the same boat. Okay, as long as I'm not alone in this boat. <laughs> no, we're together in this boat. Okay, what about you? Um, it was like the animation was good, right? It the animation worked, especially for the time when it came out. Um, but it had like questionable plot and story pacing. Like I just didn't like you said. It felt slow, and I didn't think it was fast. I felt. That the movie was slow. There were maybe a couple scenes that were fast, but overall the pacing was kind of wonky for me. Um, it does have that classic Robin Hood Fox look, which I appreciated because like I feel like we've all seen it and there's so many like memes and gifs and stuff out there. So seeing the actual movie for the first time in years was cool. But this definitely feels like it's the awkward middle child between like the Disney classics of like the 30s through 50s and then the Disney Renaissance of like the late 80s into the early 2000s. Like it's animated in that same style, but it's not part of that new wave of Disney and it's not part of like those old classics either. It's just kind of like a weird like 70s middle child. <laughs> it is. It is. It feels like it, doesn't it? No, you're right. You're not wrong. You're not okay. wrong at all. So for me, it falls into one of those. It's like, it's not good, but it's not bad. It's like that category of Disney movie for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely not as good as I thought, as like I remembered. Like, I thought this movie was like exceptional and like really, really good. And then I watched it and I was like, okay, well, maybe this movie isn't as great as I thought it was when I saw it like forever ago. So yeah, that's, that's how I felt too. I mean, we, okay, let's talk about some of the moments because there's a lot in this movie that we should probably mention. I mean, there's music. There's like music throughout the whole thing. And really the whole movie kicks off with this intro song and they bring back a bard just like they had in the 1950s one with the live action. But this time it's a rooster, which is probably a better choice. Um, did the music work for you throughout the whole movie? Um, I mean, I liked the music. It did push the story along. I mean, slowly, but it pushed it along. And I don't know. I just I like the rooster a lot. And there's like a bunch of gifts and memes and stuff based off of like the beginning part when he's whistling. That yeah, I've seen. that's a good point. I mean, I think the the music is catchy throughout. It's not like great music, but it's definitely kind of an earworm. Like it, it gets in your head and then you're thinking about it more than you should. 
Yeah, this movie is kind of like this borderline between being a musical and not a musical at the same time. Yeah, it's before they really embrace the musical stuff of like Little Mermaid and beyond. You're right. It's kind of like I said, it's that awkward middle ground between the old style and then that like Renaissance style. Yeah. Yeah. What so what did you think of I guess the first like real scene of the movie is the robbery when it's like Robin Hood and Little John and Prince John and it's there's a lot going on there. Well, you get what I, you get like zero backstory, so it just like assumes that you know that these people are Robin Hood, like Robin Hood and his merry men, but they don't even call them that. So you just sort of get this guy who's going to like they they hear all this ruckus or whatever because you know when you're going through a forest where there's unknown uh like robber, you always make as much noise as possible to let them know you're coming. Oh yes, always. Yeah. Well. And- it introduces you to the characters, kind of, but you're right. You don't get, like, a real intro. They're just kind of like, hey, you're in a Robin Hood story now. Like, you're yeah. just thrown into it. I mean, the character designs are cool, right? Like, there's Fox, there's a bear, there's a lion, there's Sir Hiss, which Sir Hiss is a fantastic name for a snake, I have to say. Yeah, no, it's one of the best names in this movie, so. It is. I think so. And the whole scene with them, like, robbing him was... They're they're like using his sexism against him, which he was extremely sexist, but then they use it against him. So that is going in the movie's favor. But also he just has like a sexist attitude, which wasn't cool. I mean, I think we're going to run into that a lot as we go back to older movies, just like sexism and racism and things like that, because we know they're in the Disney back catalog. Yeah, it gets worse the further you go back. So, yeah, we'll see it. Did the whole scene work for you, though? It was like, I don't know. So it gives you the feel that Prince John is very gullible, which, I mean, that's supposed to be his, like, I don't know what you call it, like, the way that he is, is that he falls for things because he thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Where the Prince John, or not Prince John, but Robin and little John dress up as fortune tellers. And they, like, con him into wanting to, like, get his fortune told. And they use his ego and his, like, sexism, like, the sexism stuff against him as a way to rob him. So he's very full of himself. So they use that as a way to, like, distract him. Even though Sir Hiss is like, you're an idiot. These are clearly Robin Hood and you're stupid and you can't see that. (laughs) But he just (laughs) ignores them and uh, ends up getting, like, the gems on his hands, like, when they kiss his hand they like suck the gems off of his rings yeah. and then take all his money and then at the very end like he comes out and he's wearing no clothes other than like his underwear that's never really explained he just yeah he comes out in his underwear and what you said too like as robin is like doing a fortune teller thing and like slowly robbing him little john is outside the carriage just like stealing stuff and he steals the hubcaps off of the <laughs> the wagon and then that later makes the wagon fall apart. But I didn't even think about this till you called it out. That is a poorly designed wagon if that will make all the wheels fall off, right? Yeah, I did say that. I was like, that's a poorly designed coach that the hubcaps are what are keeping the wheels on. Yeah. It's it was it was weird. It's a weird way to kick off the movie. Um and then they get into I don't know. I felt like there weren't actually that many scenes throughout the movie, and there's a lot of moments in each scene that felt like filler to me like they're showing off their animation but nothing's really happening with the plot or the cinematography or like 
like maybe it was visually interesting at the time just because it was well animated but now i look at it and i'm like okay you can you can get to the next thing yeah it's i think that's what happens with the pacing is that it feels like they're just doing stuff to do stuff because you know the story of how like robin hood is supposed to go and they hit sort of like the high level key points of the robin hood story at least the one that we all know but there's so much in between that when there's like not really much going on yeah yeah for sure and it's it's a lot of little stuff like they show this like poor bunny family and the bunnies are cute and stuff but it doesn't serve a purpose for most of the movie like it's showing that okay they're like you know prince john's stealing from the poor but then we linger on it for like 10 minutes or something and there's a whole um prison scene that's just extremely depressing that goes on way longer than it needs to and i felt like that about most scenes of the movie like okay i get the point like this should have been half the length yeah they could have cut out some of that stuff very and it would have made the movie go a little bit quicker I mean, the bunny family, like you said, I thought they were super cute. I love the bunnies. And then I think they were supposed to show the point, like what you said, is that the sheriff of Nottingham is stealing, like taking everybody's money. And he even takes the money from poor, uh, blind old man who's actually Robin Hood. Yeah. But I mean, can we also talk, like, that also gives us that introduction to the fact that everyone in this movie has a different accent. Oh my gosh, yes. No, no, that's like, it's all over the place. And I didn't know what to think about it. And I thought that maybe, I, I don't know. what. Okay, did that work for you? Because it really threw me off. It really rips you out of the movie because then you don't know where the movie's taking place. Yeah, and I mean, granted, they're like, you know, anthropomorphized animals. So there's a level of whimsy here. But also, why do they all have such different accents? Like, yeah. they're completely all over the place. Yeah, was it Robin Hood is British, which like makes sense. And then you but you have the Sheriff of Nottingham is like southern, like yeah. US southern. Like southern and, but like a hillbilly southern, not just southern. You know? Yeah, he's like a hillbilly southern and then I'm not really sure what accent little John has, but it definitely isn't British. And then you have um Lady Clucky who is Scottish. Yep, I noticed that, yeah. And I think Prince John might have a British accent, maybe, or like, like a different somewhere kind of the... British. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so it, many different. I agree. Forms, like, so it no ripped idea. me out of it because there are movies that use different accents and use them well, right? So, like, Star Wars is a classic example. Like, the bad guys, when they're the Empire, they're all like kind of British accents, right? And it helps mm-hmm. you group people together or like give them a commonality or a sense of something that's joining them together this movie just doesn't do that at all like the bad guys don't all have a consistent accent or like a type of animal doesn't have a consistent accent with the other animals it's it's definitely hit and miss like accent by accent it might just be because they decided to go with specific actors and those actors had the specific accents maybe it's also 1973 which is like in the midst of some real U.S. political things going on. So who knows? Who knows why they went this direction? Yeah. Well, okay. And so while we're on the bunny family here for a second, I have to mention that Robin gives his bow and arrow to this small child along with his hat as a gift, which is like, okay, I get what they're trying to do. They're like, oh, hey, Robin will give you stuff if you're poor and you've been stolen from. But 
he gives him a legitimate bow and arrow and the arrow is not a target arrow that is a killing arrow that is like a deadly weapon that you just handed to a small child with no supervision and no training like robin you have to train children if you're going to give them a weapon that could kill someone and he doesn't no and then he immediately goes out back and then shoots this arrow and it flies over a wall which surprisingly doesn't murder anybody because apparently that's consistent between the last movie and this one where you can just shoot arrows into places and no one gets killed yeah i was expecting it to kill someone too i was surprised he just like shoots it randomly and it's like oh let's go find it and nobody's dead at the other end that's that's lucky it lands just happens to land close to where uh maid marion and lady clucky are playing bad badminton something like that their own like forced version of badminton yeah marion is not a very well-developed character in this movie She's she's just kind of a prize on a pedestal, and she happens to also be a fox, so they can pair her up with Robin Hood at the end. She doesn't really have any character development. She just sort of shows up, and then all of a sudden she's like the niece or daughter of King Richard, which also doesn't make any sense since he's like a lion and she's not a lion. Uh, I'm pretty sure that her description in the opening credits was Vixen. That's what they called her. Isn't a Vixen is, a female fox? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I okay, think that's well accurate. That, okay. <laughs> yeah, but Lady Clucky was very interesting, especially because there's the fight scene later. I know we're kind of jumping all over, but we don't need to summarize the whole plot. But yeah. after the archery contest, there's this fight scene that gets very cartoony and weird. <laughs> like they're running back and forth with like a tent over them and doing uh, they're doing a lot of like classic cartoon things that didn't really work for me except for Lady Clucky. Did you like her in that fight scene? I love her so much just in general because she's Scottish and has just had it with like stuff that's going on and she hates Prince John and watching her fight back against his like little minions and stuff was hilarious. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I mean, she's just like charging in there like a football player, just charging through everybody and knocking people over like a linebacker and she's she's a badass. Like I liked her a lot. Yeah, she was one of my favorite parts of this whole movie, to be honest. Yeah. Her and the turtle with glasses. <laughs> you like the turtle with glasses? He was cute. Didn't you see my comment where it's like all caps that says OMG the turtle with glasses? Yes. No, I do see that. There's there was a lot of little stuff, but like, I don't know. I don't want to pick on the movie because I feel like I could tear apart a lot of little things, but overall it it was all right. Like it was an okay Disney movie, is kind of what I thought in the end. Yeah, I mean it's not a it's not a bad movie. It's, it's not like a you bad said, movie. It's, it's not a great movie, but it's also not a bad movie. I think it could have been better if they sort of developed things a little bit more. Like you know how I said that I felt like the pacing. It's more like maybe the plot is rushed because all of a sudden Marion and Robin are like in love. But you don't really like you get a mention of like they knew each other when they were kids. But all of a sudden now they're like, I love you. I love you, too. We haven't seen each other in forever. Let's get married. And I'm like, you have known each other for five minutes. Yeah. And suddenly at the end of the movie, they're just getting married. And that's the end. Like it doesn't there's no transition to the end of the movie. It's just over. And they're getting married. That's how I felt anyway. No, that's that's exactly what happened. And uh, King Richard just randomly shows up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't do a very good job linking all the scenes together into like one cohesive narrative. Like each scene feels 
individually contained. And I get like that the general Robin Hood story is there when you put them all together, but it just doesn't feel like there's a good through line from scene to scene that's really tying the whole movie together. And you only get like one small mention of like what happened to King Richard because apparently Sir Hiss has the ability to hypnotize people, which is a fancy power that I didn't know snakes had Um, because he like hypnotized him and they sent him off on this ridiculous crusades adventure is what they said. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's get into the bad and the good for this movie. So I pulled out some bad things. Um, the soundscape for me, it was really sparse. It was really, really sparse compared to a modern movie that has, you know, background noise and music and like ambiance and stuff. A lot of this movie, and it was the first thing that stuck out to me, it's just voiceover with one microphone and no other sounds going on at all. That bothered me a lot. I didn't even realize that, that there was no like real noise besides the person talking or if there was some music happening yeah that was kind of it um and there's some stuff with the frame rate for the animation it's a little distracting when you get really close up to characters like the frame rate is not a modern frame rate the animation's still good especially when you're farther away from the characters but some of the close-up stuff didn't work for me and you know there's some things that are questionable like choosing to give the bad guy a southern accent just and make him sound like a hillbilly like that's Mm -hmm. stereotypical and that's like i don't know it's not cool like you know you're just making assumptions about people based on how they sound like not all about that um you know and like we kind of mentioned i found the pacing worse in this one than i than in the 1952 one like granted the production values are better in this one but the pacing was actually better in that other one yeah no i agree i agree with that yeah and a lot of dated attitudes throughout the whole thing. Like um, one of the, is it the the small boy bunny with the Robin Hood hat that says kissing is sissy stuff? Yeah, which is just sort of like, really? But also he's a child. He is, but I also... It's the I time. It's, yeah, I guess it's of its time. But it just, you know, things like that that I can't help but call out. It's like, okay, like we're better than that these days. I feel like, I hope so. Yeah, it's it's a lot of like dated language and usage of stuff because of how people were being raised because you're talking about like people that were making this movie that were probably raised during the 40s and the 50s maybe into the 60s depending on how old all the people were that made this film yeah so getting comments like this actually makes a lot of sense because of the time frame in which it takes place and like when it was made it does yeah. Okay. So, what was the what was the bad in here that you haven't talked about yet? Um, I mentioned that the love story was pretty abrupt. Like, I did like their because they gave him this sort of like romance Lion King scene. Like, yeah. isn't that how it felt? Yeah, it really was like drawn out for no reason. It's just them walking around with some music playing, but it did feel like that. Yeah, and uh, the ending was pretty abrupt and just kind of weird. Um, it's hilarious because every time I think about just how abrupt the ending was, it reminds me of the Snow White, the Snow White attraction at Disneyland because the ride just sort of ends after the witch gets struck by lightning and then they're just (laughs) married and like the ride literally ends at that point and you're just like, wait, what? Wow. (laughs) That's how it felt. Yeah, that's funny. Pretty abrupt like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
definitely did not like the whole the all the scenes that were super depressing just made this movie de- it rips you right out of the film yeah no i agree like the depressing stuff was ugh i wasn't a fan of it um but that's the good and we always like to or sorry that's the bad we always like to end on the good of the movie yes so i i thought the singing rooster was really well done it worked for me way better than the bard from the other one um the characters in this have so much more personality compared to the other Robin Hood live action movie that we watched. And a lot of it just comes down to the animation, you know? Um, but I thought that like the animation was probably the highlight of the movie, like the character designs and the animation showing the personalities of the characters working together. That was like my main thing that I wanted to call out as like being legitimately good about it. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to add on? Do you have anything else? (laughs) I mean, I pretty much just rewrote exactly what you wrote. (laughs) Oh, I didn't see that. Differently, I guess. Yeah. So, because I mean, it was just basically, I felt the same way. So, I don't know if there's anything else to add to that. Okay, cool. So, overall, it's, it was an okay Disney movie. It was not bad, but it was not like good either. I was, I was really hoping that it was going to hold up more because it's held up as such a classic for so many people. And I just, I mean, I guess it's a classic of its time. I just didn't get that like Disney classic feel from it when I watched through. Yeah, I just I think I'm just slightly disappointed that it's not as good as I remember, I guess, because I mean, I saw this when I was a kid and I just don't I just remember really loving it. So I'm just slightly disappointed that it didn't hold up as well as I had hoped. But yeah, it was also made in the 70s. Now, the like animation itself holds up really well. Like that is just beautiful. But the outdated language and the outdated just like the pacing is just really bad. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Okay, well, if you guys want to support the podcast, we don't have a way to do that yet, but we're working on it. We'll probably have something soon. Um, Don't forget, around the network, you can listen to a bunch of other podcasts. There's Geekitude, there's Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, which is awesome because Katie's on it. Um, There's Dragon Quest FM. There's the Geek to Geek podcast, which I'm on with BJ Keaton. Um, We have a podcast called And Sometimes Rob, which happens sometimes, and it has happened recently, so go listen to that. Then we have streamers like Troidal and Capsule J. We have writers writing the Geekery blog like Austin, 13th Story, Data Error. We have all kinds of content. So if you guys want to check that out, you can go to geektogeekmedia.com, or if you want it sent right to you, you can go to geektogeekmedia.com slash subscribe. And because Katie and I are both on other podcasts where we go in-depth on our geekery, um, we try to keep our geekery pretty high-level and... Just kind of do a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middle type of thing week to week. So, Katie, what have you been up to this last week from a very high level? Um, I am still working on my Lucifer rewatch, which I'm almost done with season three. So, heck yeah. Uh, I can finally move on to the new episodes that just happened. So, thumbs up for that one. Uh, I got my Global Army membership kit, like my BTS fan kit, finally in the mail. I signed up for it in June. And it came three days ago. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was a nightmare. Anyways, and then I stayed up all night long to watch the Melon Music Award Show, which happened in Korea because BTS was going to win a bunch of awards and some other groups were going to perform that I love. And BTS had a 37-minute performance. Wow. Okay. And it was amazing. So it was definitely worth it. However, I was up until 6 a.m., which was not great. (laughs) No, that's very early. Yeah, especially since that would make it 24 hours that I was awake, which was not great. Um, and then I went to the Bob Baker Mironet Theater Puppet Show. That's what it was. It was a puppet show, and it was really great. And people should go see it if you're in Los Angeles. And yeah, what about you? Sweet. 
Um, I've been playing some games. I've been pushing towards the end of the year podcast for Geek to Geek. So I've been trying to get through some of my last games and some of the reading I wanted to catch up on. Um, so I tried out Control, which is a game that came out this year. I gave it a thumbs middle. Like it, um, it's a third person action game. Kind of has some X Files vibes to it, but it's a little bit more on the horror end instead of the sci-fi end. So I bounced off it pretty quick. But for the right person in the right mood, it could be good. Um, I read Master and Apprentice, which is a Star Wars novel. So I'm also getting ready for Rise of Skywalker because I love Star Wars. That one gets a thumbs middle. It's Claudia Gray, which is one of my favorite Star Wars authors. But this is not the best one that she's done. She has really, really good books out there. This one's just okay. Um, but I also read Resistance Reborn, which is another Star Wars novel. This one gets a thumbs up for me. This one definitely ties The Last Jedi into Rise of Skywalker and is a really good like character development thing. It ties in a lot of the expanded universe and stuff like that. So I enjoyed Resistance Reborn a lot. That's probably it for this week. Uh, you guys can find us all over the internet. Uh, do we have an email address yet, Katie? Nope, totally failed on that one. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, we'll have an email address for you guys soon and probably a Twitter handle and maybe Instagram. We'll see how ambitious Katie gets. Yes. You can also talk to us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or you can join our Discord server. I blog at agreenmushroom.com. You can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. Um, and I'm super active on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Lady Catherine P. If you like cats, coffee, or K-pop, that's where that content is. It's quality content. Uh, this has been the Disney Forever Podcast with Katie and Void. We'll be back next week as long as Disney keeps making content. But that can't be forever, right? Oh, it's going to be forever. So just hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs>